Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Choices Finding Your Joy. Oh my gosh, we're going to have fun today. I have with us uh, an amazing woman. We have with us today Dr. Drayvon James. She's a motivational speaker, an everyday peacemaker, and author of Freedom is Your Birthright. She is the founder of Everyday Peace. She is also an actress where uh, career credits are uh, being on HBO, stage plays, and independent films. First off, I want to say welcome. Welcome. Thank you so very much. Oh, so, so honored to have you here with us today. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. W would you like to uh, tell us a bit about yourself and what brought you to this amazing path you're on? I actually, that's a great question. So I'll do, I'm going to just tell you what brought me here because you kind of told my bio that stuff is accurate, but how I got on this path is very, very interesting, I think. So I was raised as a Pentecostal. And at the same time that I went to a Pentecostal church, I also went to a New Thought church. So I was in church all weekend. Saturday, New Age, Sunday, Pentecostal. And I, I, as I was going through that process as a child, I used to say to my mom, these two things are so similar. They, they were just totally similar to me. Anyway, fast forward to my senior year in high school, I graduated from high school, and my brother gave me a book by Norman Vincent, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. And it resonated with me. It was everything that I already knew and it just ignited in me. And at that point, I was set to go to college. I was going to college to study pharmacy because I have a passion for helping people. I don't even think I knew the word or the phrase motivational speaker, or inspirational speaker back then. But I knew that after reading that book, I wanted to do something with my life that helped other people have a great life on more than just a physical level. So that's how I got here. I spent my entire career, I've been a pharmacist for 28 years, and I spent that entire time, plus my time in college, reading and studying about our inner self. And that's what led me to develop everyday peace and become a person who really wants to help people develop the life of their dreams out of whatever shows up, everyday things. That is so beautiful. That mm -hmm. is so beautiful, Trevon, gosh. <laughs> well, I know something that you have said is the only way out is in. Explain that to us. No matter what we are facing in our external world, and specifically when I talked about that, I was talking about you know healing a relationship, but we're always in the process of going through or coming through or ending or beginning. Life is just like that. We're always going in a circle. And until we really develop an internal relationship, with ourselves, we'll keep attracting the things that cause us to experience parts of life that we don't want to experience so much of. The first thing we have to do is to de really develop a relationship with ourselves. It sounds so very easy, like I know myself, but really we don't. Unless we really do the work, what we know is the image that we want people to have about us or what people have told us about us but we really don't take the time because it's a lot of time to get to know who we are and start developing the parts of ourselves that serve the life that we want to have and start disciplining those parts of ourselves that we don't want so much of. It's all useful. 
we just got to keep it in proportion and get to really know ourselves. Wow. I love that. That is huge. That is. And it sounds so easy, but we don't do it between, and it's no shame or guilt or condemnation because we're so busy taking care of this physical external world. But I would submit to myself and everybody that we need to spend more time on this internal world. It's as simple as listening, Um, listening to the triggers, spending that time quietly, whether you want to call it meditation or prayer, just quiet time with ourselves where we just listen with no judgment. Wow, I love that. So is someone that's out there listening or watching the show thinking, oh my gosh, I want to do that. I want to do that. So the first step would be just maybe meditating or just having quiet time to listen to our own thoughts. Yeah, at first it's very, very uncomfortable because I like to say, you know, we can meditate, but some people are just turned off by the word meditation. So, so that seems so heavy. I got to I gotta blank my mind. I, you don't have to do any of that because at first we've got to become comfortable at listening. And our thoughts are just like clouds, right? They just, random things just come around and we don't judge it. We don't hold on to it. We just watch it. You know, take a walk by yourself. A walk or sit on you know sit sit in the yard by yourself just sit first five minutes if it's uncomfortable sit three minutes but don't try to force thoughts just try to watch and after a while you'll you know as you discipline yourself in the watching of you you'll find how the thoughts affect you you say oh my gosh i noticed that you know i'm getting a little aggravated thinking about that but this takes time you just need to watch it first and you say well what about that aggravates me and you start talking to yourself as though you were talking to one of your children. And I love this example. I use it with myself all the time. How we treat our kids when they're in middle school, which I consider to be one of the hardest phases of you know, going to your, your school years is middle school. And so when they come home, you don't say, you don't, and they're crying or they're upset or they're angry about something that happened in school. You just sit and listen. You give them that moment, that time. And we have to do that with ourselves. Just listen and watch. That takes so, and it's uncomfortable, but it takes so much time in the beginning because we rush to judgment. We're ashamed of that thought, but it's no shame. We have to let go of that. Mm -hmm. So if we have thoughts that we're not happy with, don't be ashamed. No, no. And you know, the great thing about being by yourself and doing this is there's nobody else. Yes. So permission. Give yourself permission. You know, self-talk is so important. And if you're a person who is really, I guess, tender emotioned about your thoughts and you're so sensitive to the shame, say to yourself before you go into this, and we're about to have some quiet time, you and I, you and your inner self. And some things may cross my, your mind that make you a little ashamed. Don't worry. I already know what you're thinking about. It's okay. I'm your friend. I will not judge you. Those are self-talk. We have to become our own best friend. And that has nothing to do with shopping or, or where we live. or It has to do with loving ourselves, even with those thoughts, even with those emotions that are not so popular that make us seem more vulnerable. Yes. That's the first step. And it is. it takes work. It's a lot of work. Yes. It's so doesn't that loving ourselves then really that means accepting you know what's beautiful about us and what we aren't satisfied with 
Right. And it's okay not to be satisfied with it, but realize that whatever it is, it showed up for a reason. It showed up for a reason. It served you, even if it was just five seconds, maybe you've held on to it too long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's okay now to let it go. But say I'm ashamed of that part of myself. No, no. It doesn't serve you to do that. And it's just the opposite. And that's how we attract people who don't treat us well because we don't have a good self-relationship. We have to accept ourselves, all of ourselves, before we can change anything. You got to be in a trusting relationship with yourself before you can change any of the stuff that you want to change about yourself. Yes. Yeah. So that's a first step, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. The only way out is in. You, you've got to take care of the inside first. You have to. And you've got to know the most important thing that we want in an external relationship is to know we're safe, to know that you're not going to leave no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. That I can trust you. Now, we, we need to feel that way about ourselves first. Yeah. Like, no matter what thoughts come to your mind, guess what? I'm with you. And I know we can work through this. No judgment, no shame, no condemnation. Oh, I love it. I love it. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Got a dry throat. Um, so what would you say someone's struggling with loving themselves and accepting themselves, how can they turn that around? Gratitude. One simple word. And we're always, when we talk about gratitude, the first thing people think about is, oh, you want want to be grateful for your job, and you do. But the first thing you need to be grateful for is you. Because despite everything that you've been through, the heartache, the tears, the pains, the disappointments. You're still here. You haven't given up. Oh my gosh, aren't you wonderful for just showing up today? I don't care if all you did was get up and go to the bathroom. Aren't you wonderful? Yeah. Not giving up today. Show, start praising yourself for the smallest things. And watch how your whole internal starts to respond. Oh, now you can sit up and say, oh my goodness, are you talking to me? <laughs> you start doing that and then you start showing up for yourself start showing up for yourself and in the back of your head there'll be something saying to you oh but remember you did this and then you can compliment that too say but aren't you glad you still didn't give up boy that was you know it's not something that you were proud of doing but you still showed up today yeah. even though you did that yesterday how courageous my goodness I'm so proud of you we can't start fixing those things. We can put band-aids on those things that we don't want to show up in our life, but they'll keep resurfacing until internally we know that we can trust us. Stop criticizing us. You know, we're so mad. I have a friend, and for years she used to say, I never forgive myself for anything. I'm so hard on myself. Oh. And we talk about her relationships. I said, it's no wonder you attract people who are unforgiving. You don't. You're attracting the energy that you put out. You don't forgive you. So you don't value you enough to say, oh my goodness, you're only a human. And humans do that sometimes. So when you attract people who give you, who withhold grace from you because you're withholding it from yourself. So if you're having a difficult time, you know, forgiving yourself or, you know, loving yourself, start with gratitude. Small little things small little things. You know, I have a coworker who can't speak in the morning. And when she does speak, 
I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's, you know, I'm so happy you spoke. Small stuff, small things, because we may take that for granted, right? We may take that for granted, but you really have to start clapping for yourself. Be your biggest fan over the really, really small stuff. It will help you to start dealing with the big stuff. Yes, yes. I I tend to do little things on a regular basis because I'm I'm so passionate about gratitude, you know, driving past a bus stop and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm driving a car. Me too. How grateful I am. I just went to the store and putting groceries in my fridge. I'm so grateful. I mean, we can find so many things every day, Kathleen. Yeah. And even the things that we, that seem to annoy us. You know, I remember sitting down one day to write out bills and of course, who wants to do that? And I just stopped myself in the beginning and said, I'm so grateful that I live in a country where I can drink the water. So here, let me pay, let me, let me contribute to that. Let me make a contribution to that. I may be buying bottled water, but I can wash my clothes and I can, let me contribute to that. And so I changed it and said, here's what I'm grateful for. And you're right, I do the same thing. I'll drive past a bus stop and I'll be grateful that I'm in a car. I'll be grateful that I have shoes, you know, all of that stuff. But it, and that's all external stuff. How much more grateful am I that I showed up today at work after yesterday was such a horrible day? Who said that to them? Say, I'm so grateful that you showed up today. My goodness, you had a choice. You came in anyway. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Because, yeah, we do have choices in those things. And when we make the choice to do that, yeah, that's a yeah. reason to be grateful to ourselves. We're really amazing people, each and every one of us, but we don't give ourselves enough credit. We're so busy. Society has trained us to look for fault in everything because we believe that's how you get better, right? Is you find, you fault fine. You know, we have whole committees that fault fine, you know, but that isn't how we improve. Not at all. We have to look for ways to be grateful. And then we'll see something, we'll say, oh my goodness, I'm grateful for this, but now I have, I've got a different energy around change. And it can happen organically from a place of love, not forcing it. So it can be done. Yeah. And would you say that when conflicts come into our lives, really those can be turned into strength, you know, making us stronger? Absolutely. I honestly believe that every conflict and challenge that shows up in our lives has showed up to bow down and serve us. And what it wants to do is help us to grow and develop in some way that is going to be useful. Whatever that strength is, whatever that muscle we're going to get ready to develop is going to help next level us to so whatever that is. If you're an artist, if you're a parent, whatever it is, this is shown up so we can bow down and serve you. And we have to look at it that way. So my goodness, how am I going to grow from this experience? I know that I'm going to grow because I'm not going to tense myself up. I'm not going to resist it. I'm not going to dig my heels in and say, no matter what, at the end of this, I'm going to be the same. Because it didn't come to make me the same. It came to change me in some way. Maybe it's big, maybe it's small, but I'm going to be changed at the end of this experience. And it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. And, and just having that perspective can really open up and manifest great things, can't it? It really can. And it doesn't mean, you know, that we're burying our head in the sand like an ostrich and we're denying what's going on because we have to be honest. Something's going on and it's painful. You know, it's hurtful. It doesn't mean that we have to suffer. 
Suffering is when we don't use it as a tool to grow. It's painful, but I know that I am going to look for ways to growth and development. That's when I look at this painful situation, I'm looking in there to find me. Where am I in there? How am I going to grow and prosper from this? Because I will not be the same at the end of this experience. I will be a better version of me. Always improving because there's all, there's no end of challenges, is there? Well, after you finish one conflict, <laughs> there's another one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Constant growth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The river flows. That river of life just flows, and there's rocks and there's branches. And <laughs> That's right. That's right. Some wonderful stuff is happening if we let it. Or it could just all be horrible. You know, we can get stuck. I always say you can use this next experience as a stumbling block or a stepping stone. Oh, I love that. Oh, Trayvon, that's beautiful. And that's the name of my series. It's called the Stepping Stone series where I write, I'm writing these little tiny books. The first one is Freedom is Your Birthright. But in those stepping stones to say, you know, this stuff is happening. It could be a stumbling block or a stepping stone. And you're free to choose. You can choose. I love it. Tell us a bit about your book, The Freedom is Your Birthright. Freedom is Your Birthright is the first book in my Stepping Stone series. And it's, I felt so passionate about it being the first book because until you believe some fundamental truths about yourself, it's hard to really get on the journey of creating peace in your life every day, everyday peace. And the definition I use for peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing and nothing broken. So when you're on a journey to make every day look like that, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality, that means you have to accept that you are free to do that. Yeah. That's big in a society where we have been taught that, you know, stuff happens and stuff does happen, but it's up to us to take the stuff that's happening and decide what we're going to do with it. So the, the whole book, Feeding Is Your Birthright, is getting us to understand who we are, that we are free to define ourselves, to define every experience that happens. We may not choose to experience. Some things happen that we wouldn't wish on our worst enemies, right? So we don't choose those experiences, but they show up. So we're free to say, stepping stone or stumbling block. How am I going to do that? You first have to decide who you are and know how powerful you are how powerful you are. So that's what this whole book is about. It's a tiny, tiny book, less than 100 pages on purpose, because I really wanted readers to finish the book. Mm -hmm. Do the exercises in it. Keep it as a reference. I keep one on my desk at my office because stuff happens all day long where you have to go back and remind yourself. Now, I'm free in how I respond to this. I'm free on how I receive this. I'm also free to be a bit more courageous than what I'm depicting right now. All of those things are within us. Or I'm free to reel it back in and so and be more tender at this moment. Whatever the situation needs, we need to be aware and conscious that we're making choices. And these choices are either going to be leading us down a path that we want for our life or away from that path. Oh, yes, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Oh, it, you know, it's so many of these tools and, and there's triggers that really we can bring into our lives and, and focus on and, and experience happiness. Isn't that true? Yes. And that's what we're here for. That's really what we're here for. But, you know, rain falls on the just and the unjust. It's going to happen. 
And so there it is. You know, it's going to happen. We know that. And here, you know, we got over the last thing that happened. You know, and how, however scary it was, we're still here to tell the story, you know, if you so choose. But we have to know that we are free now. So when you're conscious, you're aware of, you're watching while it's happening. When you're unconscious, you're not really watching. You're sort of getting pushed around by the waves of the whole conflict or whatever it is, the challenge. But when you're conscious, the wind is still blowing and the, way, and the storm is still raging, but you're kind of watching yourself. And in that watching of yourself, because you developed a relationship with yourself, it kind of guides you. And you can feel that pull. So you know what? We're going to go this way. And we're going to move even though it's still raining and the winds are still blowing. We're going to be safe because guess what? We've experienced storms before. So that's all part of the book and letting us know that happiness is available to us. Peace is available to us, even in the middle of a storm. It's just developing the skills to experience it because it's a skill. Society doesn't reinforce that right away. It uses a whole nother mechanism, which leads us down a road of, you know, despair and sorrow and, you know, all of that. And this is a skill really that anyone can develop, isn't it? anyone anyone you know we have to start reinforcing i love programs like yours because it reinforces the truth of us we are not designed to be so fearful but everything around us reinforces fear you wake up in the morning you, you know your alarm clock goes off and tells you it's a backup of a 95 you know and you're going to be sitting there for 20 minutes if you thought you were going to get a you know anywhere on time forget about it you know, it's a heat wave or it's a blizzard, you know, automatically. So it reinforces it all day long. You get into your car and, you know, the first song that comes on the radio tells you about how your heart's going to be broken. And, you know, so we're reinforcing fear all day long. And it's no wonder we're a bundle of nerves and we don't have the skill set to embrace life and its challenges and still have peace. We've got to develop communities that see that you're able to, that you're free to come in and say, this is what's going on. And that there's someone there to say, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause there's so many ways to look at that. And I know it's painful. Not going to, not going to have you deny that it hurts. What I am going to have you to deny and reject is that you're not going to suffer. You're not going to choose suffering. We got the pain. We don't, well, it's here. We're dealing with that. We have to acknowledge it. But we're gonna we're gonna let that suffering sit on the side. Let's see what we're gonna do with this situation. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it, Drayvon. Can you take a moment for us and share with everyone where they could get a copy of your book and your website and um, how they can contact you? Absolutely. So my book, Freedom Is Your Birthright, is available on Amazon. Uh, you can also purchase it from my website, which is drdravonjames.com. And you can also get in contact with me there. There's a page there to contact me. As I mentioned, the book is a tiny, tiny book on purpose because I really do want readers to embrace the concepts quickly. You know how you get a book that's 500 pages. Six months later, you're still you're like, oh my goodness, this is a great book and there's a lot of learning in there, but I haven't gotten to the end of it. I want this to be a tool that you keep and you, you do the exercises in, you'll be, your life will be so changed in a positive way because of it. I really believe that. I love it. And it's just the beginning because there'll be the other books and steps after. I'm working on the next book now, which is called Forgiveness. 
And this book touches on forgiveness a little bit, but forgiveness is so powerful. It's one of the most powerful tools we have in our little arsenal of tools inside of us, so rarely used. And when we do use it, we don't necessarily use it in the most effective way. So the next book, another tiny little book, and it's gonna talk about how to use this amazing tool. Again, to have peace every day. Nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness, completeness, totality. Every time I say that, I feel like this soft breeze, like, oh my gosh, everything's okay. Because it is. Yeah. With, Even with just a couple moments left in the show, Dr. Drivon, what last words would you like to leave with everyone today? I would like for all of the viewers to know that they themselves are an everyday peacemaker which means that they possess all of the skills necessary to create wholeness in their day. You won't even have to go to your year or your month in your day right now. It's just learning how to reorganize how you approach life. You are ready, you don't have to buy a pen, you don't have to hire an assistant and buy any new shoes. You're ready right now to create a life of peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that's, that's out there for everyone, every one of us. Isn't that beautiful? When you achieve it, you model it for the next person. It because they, it's, you radiate it and they want what you have. So it's the best way to one another each other. To, to, you know, they say each one reach one. It's the best way for you to get it. And so I, I'm saying, love I, get it. <laughs> I love it. That is so true because when you radiate it, they're going to want it. And that's just gonna spread that energy. Oh. It'll be infectious. Everybody will wanna know, oh my gosh, how are you doing that? And because they, they see you, they know you, they're, they're, especially when they're people who see stuff happening in your life that, oh my goodness. They're like, you're still, he said, yes, I'd like to share this with you. And I, my whole life, I've always just been in awe of what a smile can do. You know, how it can change a room, how it can affect those around us. It's so wonderful. Isn't it amazing how powerful in any language, yeah. right? In any language, you walk into a room and you smile and already there are people who want to get to know you. Yes, yes. Oh. Comfortable in your presence. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, Drayvon, thank you so much. This has been so fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. You've just been... Uh, a precious, precious gift to us. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed my time here. Oh, and all, all that you're doing for others. I, I want to give you a big heartfelt thank you. You're welcome. And it, it's, you know what? It helps me too. It's a reminder to me too. So it, it's good to help yourself and help others at the same time as a double dipping. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And to everyone out there, thank you for joining us. Love, hugs, and blessings. Drayvon, love, hugs, and blessings. Thank you. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.